in the book of Judges chapter number 16, and I do count an honor to stand in the pulpit this morning, and I do with fear and trembling, not of man, but the fact that I'm answerable to the Lord that which I preach, and I sure do want to be a help. I, this is only about the fourth time I've preached this, and uh, I, I just, God touched my heart when He mentioned it to me, and so I want to try to be uh, obedient uh, to the Lord, and try to preach as the Lord directs my heart, and I do covet your prayers that God to touch me, enable me to preach this morning. Judges chapter number 16, verse number 15, is where we begin reading for the sake of time. The Bible said, and she said unto him, How canst thou say, I love thee, when thine heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three times, hast not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with her words, and urged him, so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart and said unto her, There hath not come a razor upon thine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from thy mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he has showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistine came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep upon her knees. And she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him and his strength went from him. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza and bound him with fetters of brass and he did grind in the prison house. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you Lord today for your mercy and for your grace. Lord, I thank you for the day you saved my wretched soul. And Lord, call me into your work. I thank you for the privilege to stand and to open your word. But Lord, I need you this morning. Oh, God, I beg you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to preach the preaching that you bid me today. Lord, give us hearing ears and receptive heart. Help folk not to misunderstand or misrepresent but Lord help us to see the truth of your precious word and Lord everything that you do we'll praise you and we'll thank you for it's in Jesus name we pray Amen Amen you can be seated look back at verse 19 where the Bible said and she made him sleep upon her knees and she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head and she began to afflict him and his strength went from him. I want to preach this morning, God helping me for just a few minutes on this subject. The price of a haircut. The price of a haircut. This is probably the most expensive haircut that has ever been recorded 
in human history. Uh, friend, I'm telling you, we find here this man, Samson, he is a puzzle to me. I know there's a lot of preaching, revival preaching done on it, but there's much about this man I do not understand. What The one thing I can say, he did make the hall of faith in Hebrews 11. So he did know God, and he was chosen by God to do a specific word. But we find that Samson, the man of God, just preaching, exhorted us. He didn't finish as well as he should have. He failed in finishing everything that God wanted him to do. I began to think, now, you hang with me, listen to me. Don't misunderstand, don't misrepresent me. I preached a few years ago, and I said, this this is a statement I made. I said, some of you go to these meetings, all you do is get outlines and go preach them. And somebody left said, he don't believe in books, he don't believe in outline books. That's crazy. I, I study, I've got hundreds of volumes of books. But I want you to hear me about this thing this morning, and let it get in your, that call on your eyes. Is a serious thing. And you can jeopardize your effectiveness for God by your foolishness. Now, to let me say this how did Samson get to this point? How is it this man that the Spirit of Almighty God would move upon him? Had him do great. How did he get to this point where his head's in the lap of Delilah and he gets the seven locks of his head cut off? How did he get here? Well, it's interesting two things. Number one, his passion for girls. You find not just one, but multiple. In this passage, in chapter 13 through 16, this man, now listen, and I'm not even being funny, it's a good thing for men to like girls. We're in a messed up day. People don't even know what they are. And God help, we're now seeing more of this sodomite mess. God help us. And you listen to me. Hey, I'm telling you, it's right. God made us male and female. And we're to fall in love with the female fellas. Yes, sir. But his passion was so strong, he could not and did not constrain himself and let his passion go. And it got him to this place. You listen to me. You be careful. My wife and I, have tried to protect one another. If we go to a meeting and Bellis, if you're married, you look up there and listen to me. If she tells you in a meeting, don't go around that woman. You stay on the other side of the bill. Don't be stupid. Amen. Because she saw something in that lady that's going to cause some trouble if you get around it. Oh yeah, his passion for girl. That's how he wound up here. Oh yeah. Matter of fact, let me read just something here. Oh, I've been uh, reading through my Bible again this year, which is a good thing. I hear people kicking reading about. What, what? How are you going to stuff you don't read? And I've come through the book of Proverbs lately. 
And I got up to strong these words. My son. There's instruction coming up. My son. And then these words, a strange woman. Keep coming up. Not one time. Not just two times. But over and over again. Hey, hey. He said there's instruction. Listen to what I'm saying. The Bible said this in Proverbs 6 and verse number 22, 21. My son, uh, uh, he said, Keep thy father's commandment, forsake not the law of thy mother, bind them, continue on thy heart, and tie them about thy neck. Now, as he goes on, skip down to verse 24. To keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. Lust not after her uh, beauty in thy heart, neither let her uh, take thee with her eyelids, for by means of a horse woman a man is broke to a piece of bread, and the adulteress will hunt for the precious life. Man, listen to me. More than us have fallen. So I'm saying that passion for the girl, it's part what brought him here. Number two, his playing games. Judges 14, 12, that's the riddle business. Judges 16, our text, he is playing games while lying in the Delilah's lap, in the devil's lap. He's treating life like it's just a game. You listen to me today. We're not playing. We've got eternity ahead of us. There's souls in the palace. Hey, life ain't a game. Hey, it's done been said. Some of you need to straighten your sorry hide up and be the man of God that God's called you to be. We ain't here being comedians. We ain't here being clowns. We're God's men. And we ought to carry ourselves as such. That don't mean we don't laugh. No. But it means you take your role seriously. It is not a plaything. This is not a performance desk. It is a place where the precious Word of God is declared. We ain't debating nothing. We're declaring the truth of the Word of God. Oh yeah. He gets here. Because of his passion and for his playing. Well, what did this haircut cost Samson? Can I say first of all, in verse 19, it cost him his power. For it said after she had that first seven months, she began to afflict him the last part. And his strength went from him. What separated him from everybody else is that power that was on. Because when he goes, we come out and said, this is what happened. You shave this seven locks in my head. I'll be like any other man. I'm going to tell you, and if you've never preached in the power, if you ever do, you'll never be the same. Yeah. I'd rather dig a ditch with a spoon on the back side of the moon than to preach without the power, the anointing of the Holy God of Heaven. 
there is that power that God gives His man to preach a word to a gainsaying people. I'm saying today, oh my, it cost Him His power. Those words, the Spirit moved upon Him. Moved Him. And I'm saying again, fellas, it's not your ability. Your great orator skills, your charisma, your ability to turn on tears and cut them off like a light switch, your stories, that's never touched anybody's heart. You need to understand that. If a heart's ever been touched, if it's a life's ever been changed, it's took the power of Almighty God to do that. Amen. That anointing. I like to feel His touch. I just come out of a tent meeting in Irwin. Tuesday night, the power of God fell. Let me preach in the Holy Ghost. Man, I thank God for that. My grandbaby was there. I normally don't notice anything, Josh, when I preach. But it, I caught, out of the corner of my I caught my wife, Mimi. She grabbed Abby, sat on her, and said, Look at your pop. Look at him. What he's, look how the Holy Ghost is on your pop. Oh, my soul. I got a hold of me. I, I don't want to just think he's a good man. Uh, that's important. But I want my grandbaby. I want my children uh, to see the touch of God and the power of God on my life. There ain't nothing else. Oh, yeah. He lost that power. He's, it's over. He can't even fight off Delilah. You can't do nothing without the power of God. Not one thing. No, he lost his power. But let me say this to him too. Verse 20. He lost his, per- his perception. The Bible said, And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wished not that the Lord was departed from him. I'm telling you, that breaks my... That's some of the saddest words. Here's a man that knows the hand of God on his life. The power of God on his life. He knows that the voice of God came and chose him and commissioned him to be a judge and a deliverer. He knows it. But right now he can't even tell God's pulled off. We're seeing a truckload of that in the ministry this morning. They've got their formula the way they do it. And they think things are fine. Hey, I preach wide open a lot. I'm I'm in a lower gear this morning on purpose. Um, But I don't tell you, that's just my gear. That's my gate. It's not the power. It's not the power. It is that unseen hand. That's it, boys. That's it, young men. Hey, it takes that touch. But he didn't even know. Right. 
Packers men mountain pulpits that have no idea what they used to experience is gone. Gone. I'd rather God bury me. We have one child left at home. And I my desire, she was in camp the first week of the meeting. The second week of the meeting, she was there. I wanted her to get somewhere where God's really moving in a service. My grandbaby was there. Because I'm dead. They, listen, they can hear me talk about the past. And man, I know what God has done. But this generation needs it now. Amen. But they, 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 listen, I'm a shouter. I'm loud. I'm emotional in my singing, in my preaching, in my worship. That's just how I'm made up. But I've got enough discernment at this present time, thank the Lord. And by His grace I do, I, I can tell you if it's flesh or if it's the Spirit of God. Amen. We need to understand it cost Him His percent. He could not see what was going on in his own life. Not only he, he lost his power, which is the power of God, his perception. But can I say this? He lost his position. Now you're going, some of you are going to get fighting mad maybe. I'm not pre- I preached this one time, Kim. I ain't never got to go back. This is what I preached. But this book has not and will not change. Samson is called, chosen, commissioned by God to be a deliverer and a judge. And somewhere in his ministry he did it. He was doing right. Otherwise he would not be in Hebrews 11. But what I'm reading in Judges 13, I see nothing spiritual outside the Spirit of God moving on him. I see a lot of playing around. You hear me? Though he was chosen and commissioned, he lost his position. You younger preacher, you look up there and hear me just a minute. I don't give a rip what none of that crowd tells you. We've done heard it read and preached First Timothy three, Second Timothy four. We, hey, we've done been charred all that. We've been reminded First Timothy three, Titus one. Those have nothing to do with forgiveness, but they have everything to do with qualifications. You say, don't you think God will forgive? He does. But you can become disqualified. From this chapter 16, these are the days he What no more judging. It was over. What he did cost him. Oh, I know. There's a crowd baiting you. Oh, don't you know? We've been, we've, we've misrepresented, we've missed that. No, we have not. 
Here's what I want to ask that sorry bunch that believes all that. Just saying, go and get back in the ministry like that happened. Why would God put a higher qualification on a widow indeed than He would the preacher? You answer that for me. Hey, she can't even be took into account by the church. Hear me now. I'm going to say something that's going to make some of you mad. But through the years, I'm going to tell you what's going on. We have so uh, demeaned and have not really looked at marriage in the home where God does in so long. It's in the pulpit now. Amen. Now you listen to me. You mess up morally. You are done. You're done. You, I said it and I ain't going to take her back. Somebody asked, can they be restored? No! It's not just that one wife. It's that blameless. It's that good report of them which are without. Under God, men. Can you not read English? But are we not playing games? There's still fear in me. When I get in that pulpit and open that Bible, I'm representing the Holy God. And God don't play. His holiness is offended by sin. I'm going to tell you something else about this restoring stuff. And, I, and I, this is not a reason I... Yeah, I heard this because through these years I've said a lot of things in my heart. I've settled a whole lot of things. You hear me? Somebody said they want to be restored. I've sinned. I've missed. And I'm going to set under you, preacher. If that fella quote wanting to be restored, in two weeks asked this question of mine. When can I get back in the pulpit? He has not repented. He has not repented. He just got his life on hold. Amen. Oh, you, you can go off and attack me all you want to, run your mouth. It, it, it's not going to change. This is right. This is the book. Them qualifications are serious. Man, I'm being kind to you compared to Ken Jenkins to me and three other teenage preacher boys. Uh, my friend, 38 years ago, preaching on mischievous misfits in the ministry. You know what we're guilty of? Want to really know what we've done? We were having fun. We rolled his truck. After a football game on Friday night, fun. And the dude selling that toilet paper all over his truck. I'm talking about the preacher's truck. Now, he's not my pastor. He's just a friend of ours. And we are scheduled to preach for him 
Sunday afternoon. No phone call. He just said, well, you're all preaching Sunday afternoon. Great. We went and preached. We went through the whole service. And then when we got done, he started. Opened his Bible and said, First Timothy 3, I'm preaching on mischievous misfits. There ain't no other preacher boys there but us. It wasn't hard. And when he come down and grabbed one of my boys, uh, sunglasses, put him said, don't I look cool? That's just the beginning. Son, he busted our hide for waking up that morning. Amen. You, you know what? Since that day, Brother Allen, I carry myself different. I didn't get mad and run off to the next church where they welcomed me with open arms and didn't even call the last guy. I got in an altar and wept my way to God and said, God, I'm sorry. I, I, I need to take it more shit. And from that day to day, it is serious. I like to laugh, but I'm not no... Clown. Fellas, we need to grab a hold. If it happened to Samson and it did, and then I say this and I'm done. I've got five minutes of this it, number four. He lost also his potential. What could he have done? All my children know his daddy's God's man. From the time they come out of the womb. Matter of fact, in the womb they knew it. They knew my voice. I, I, they'd jump in my last womb. So I preached. They knew Because I'd, I'd lean on and pray over them at night. That's all they've ever known. I'd hate for them to have to say, my daddy used Preach. He used to have the touch on him. My son, he loves me, and to this day, he'll come hug me and kiss me on the cheek and I remember when he was a boy and lost. God touched me to preach. And there was a few times it didn't quit when I left the pulpit. I'm drenched. I, this morning I was drenched then. My son would walk with me to a private room for me to change and he'd lean against the door. And there's been a few times that fire still dripping. God let me preach to my little boy about his soul. And he got saved and he wants to serve the Lord in 2019. I about died and he graduated that year. 
And he made some statements that night that God let his daddy, his hero, stay with him. He testified, Brother Tim, just a few weeks ago. And he's talked the same talk. But what if I mess up? I mentor some also young preachers. There's some of them close enough. They call me and my wife Ma and Pa. That's what they say. We, we're trying to encourage them and strengthen them in the faith. But what if I fall? It's going to affect them. Your family's at stake. Your children at stake. Your church is at stake. There are little ones. Josh, they watch you. Fellas, they're watching you. I've had little... Youngins in the churches I've pastored. I, I, man, I, my wife won't touch this jacket wet. She loves me. She ain't doing that. She ain't touching none of it. She'll wait till I get my clean, dry clothes on. But I've got little boys and girls hear me preach on Sunday. I go that back for you. Brother Mark, they come by. Weird. They grabbed the back of my neck. That sweat's dripping off of them. And they love me. They love me. They're hearing me. But if I fall, it could devastate them. I'm done. Here's what I want to say. I want to die on this battlefield. I want to die in this war. I want to die on the battlefield with glory in my soul. Please. I want to give an altar call. I know we're limited on space, but just to be honest, every preacher I'll be.